Hello, and welcome to the WorkWell podcast. The World Health Organization has identified the workplace as a priority area for health promotion. Why then does the word work have such a negative and unhealthy connotation for so many people? Think about it. We spend so much of our adult lives at work. Why should it be in a role or in an environment that doesn't support our health and well-being? My name is Brian Krupp, and I'm on a mission to make workplaces more positive places to be and to make our working day as healthy and productive as possible. Join me on the Work Well podcast as I interview workplace well-being thought leaders and industry professionals to discuss how employers, employees, and entrepreneurs can lead the way by creating and sustaining the healthy, safe, and well workplaces of the future. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Work Well podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with AJ Products, who are leading the way in ergonomic and active workplace furniture solutions at ajproducts.ie. Today on the podcast, I'm delighted to welcome Brianne McGarry. Brianne originally hails from Canada and she joined the team at Ice Group in 2011. So 10 years later, Brianne manages all things HR at ICE, where the ethos, and it's a fantastic ethos, is to be bloody brilliant. ICE Group hit the headlines in July 2019 when they became the first company in Ireland to introduce a four-day working week. So Brianne is married with three children, seven and under. So every four-day week and three-day weekend as Brianne says, allows for more time for well-being. So Ice Group are a little over two years into their four-day working week, but does it work? Listen in to my conversation with Brianne McGarry to find out. Brianne, hello and welcome to the Work Well podcast. Hi, Brian. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure speaking to you today. It's a pleasure to speak to you. And so how are you? I'm good now. I'm very good. I would say busy. I don't really like that word, though. So we might say something along the lines of industrious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but doing very well in amongst all of, all of the hecticness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. And so you're based in Galway, as I understand it, but that's not a Galway accent, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct now in that, although, you know, I suppose I say a lot of things that could lead people to think otherwise. But I'm from Canada originally. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and I've been here now about a good, probably 15 years altogether, married with children and all the rest. So, very uh, good. Here to stay for another while, anyway. There's a definite Galway hint there, all right, <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm listening in. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happens. Sure. It's just you tend to say when I first got to Ireland, you tend to say things that you know, phrases and words, just so people could uh, resonate with you, which is a way to connect with people. Yeah. But now it happens and I don't mean for it to happen. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so tell me, uh, I think you're, you're 15, 16 years in Ireland, but you're, you're 10 years now with, with Ice Group. That's right. Tell us a little bit about that, about Ice Group and about your role there. So, I mean, yes, yeah, certainly it's 10 years on and, and a lifetime later, it feels like, you know, I started with the organization, Recruitment, which is what they're well known for, um, amongst other things. And I now see myself here as the HR manager. Hopefully others see me that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I suppose it's quite provide support for all of the employees internally in terms of their life cycle throughout their, their time here at, at ICE. 
you know, it's creating HR initiatives and all sorts of different programs that we're trying with the whole, you know, digitalization and what's going on with work these days. And I just help partnering with client groups and client leaders to uh, ensure their human capital solutions are delivered along with their strategy. So a nice, a very rounded role. And I've been known the odd time, you know, to support emptying the dishwasher and that type of thing as well. Like, you know, we're a very kind of family type uh, environment here in Iceland. So, yeah. Very good. And is it a big team? I think I was looking, is, is it around 45, 50 people or so? Yeah, about that. Yeah. So Irish owned and operated SME started in 1972 in oh, wow. training and yeah, still going today, still family owned and run. And I'd like to consider myself part of the family <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, recruitment and training and outsource services, all sorts of outsource services that we can provide, mostly known for their recruitment and training uh, services at the minute. Yeah. And I think perhaps arguably most famous now in, in Ireland, certainly as the first company in Ireland to officially and kind of formally move to the four day week. That's correct. And t- talk us through that because th- this isn't like people taking a day off and not getting paid no. for it. This is people. But yeah. So it's exactly. like a full kind of full pay, if you like, uh, just yeah. moving all your work to, to four days. So the, yeah, so I suppose back in 2019, mid 2019, we launched the trial of the four day week, and the initiative or the the motivation came from our director who had a vision that you know we have lots of ways that we can invest into the organization. What better way to invest in the organization than into its people? And the business that we're in, Ice Group, would change people's lives. And the idea was that you know we give customers opportunities to change their lives. Now we can change our own people's lives, our own employees, which are the most you know one of the most important resources. Certainly, one could argue are the most important. And I suppose the idea is that it was a four day week or three day weekend. So the four days were always going to be together. There are other versions out there where it's the middle of the week or whatnot. But the idea is that you spend more of an amount of time in work and at work. And while you're at work, you're there and your full self is there. And then you have an adequate or more adequate amount of time to go home on the weekend or go wherever you'd like to go. A lot of people travel, although that was different in the pandemic. But whatever you like to do, whether you work on yourself, whether you spend time with family, whether you volunteer, you partake in volunteer work or any other interests that you have, and you have time to recover and then get back into the office refreshed and ready to work then when your work week starts the following week. And how often do we hear that kind of saying that people are your most important asset? And quite often I hear people say that, I hear leaders say that, but I don't always see it actually being demonstrated then as well. So here you are. So you're actually making the decision to go to the four-day work week purely for to support colleagues, to support employees. To see how that goes, while also, of course, maintaining the the support for customers. Yeah, absolutely. And it was very important to ensure that we could maintain our 100% service guarantee to our clients. And certainly there was a lot of angst around it initially because the person that would be your five-day week point of contact would no longer be there on a Monday or a Friday. So we did it. We had to incur, you know, some cross-training and working within teams to ensure that services were still covered while people were out. It was bloody brilliant, which is our ethos here at Ice Group. I saw that. Bloody brilliant. brilliant. (laughs) Where where does that come from? (laughs) Our director has a funny sense of humor. No, it's just that we want to be brilliant and why not be bloody brilliant, yeah. uh, you know, uh, while you're at it. Really, it's about just being your best self at work and then in your in your life, whatever that form that might take. So everything that we do here, we try to, to be bloody brilliant while doing it. Be bloody brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And talk to us about the actually the practicalities then of it. So it, 
again, just from from reading up, I think ev- everyone would have been previously would have been on like a thirty nine hour working week, mm-hmm. but moving to the four days, they're now on a thirty six hour working week. So less days, but a, kind of more hours in the day and across those four days. Is that how it works? That's correct. So it was sort of standard eight to eight and a half hour working day with your half hour lunch break. And we changed it to a nine and a half hour working day with a half hour lunch break. So the days are slightly longer. You still end up working less and getting paid the same. So the idea is to increase the productivity and efficiency of all our processes therein to make sure that like the service level stays the same and that the, you know, I suppose the quality system is in behind everything that we do stays the same, which is very important to us as well. But yeah, you get more time to not be at work, which is the best thing about it at all. <laughs> well, yeah. You mentioned the cross training aspect then. So if so, someone is in the office Monday to Thursday, they need someone then who's up to speed on their work, I suppose, that's that's in the office on the Friday that can cover whatever they've been doing, yeah? That, that's how it works? Yeah, certainly. You know, what I'll say is it's not all easy and it doesn't go perfectly every time. And there are times where there are unforeseen things happening in the business that are critical or crucial to success. So the said person might have to do some work on it on the Friday or the Monday. Now, those instances are very few and far between to, to say we actually did a report there not that long ago on how many people had to work on their fifth day. And it is very, it's a minuscule percentage. So we've been very, a very lucky bunch, I'll say, and that it is working, the system works as such. One of the things, for example, that we might look at on the fifth day is training. So for myself, I've just started a master's at University of Limerick in human resources management, which has been very exciting on a beautiful campus on site. But so my fifth day at the minute is my school day, if you like. So very good, yeah. All these years later, back to school. But I am really loving the experience, and I'm very grateful to be able to have the time to go. I'm doing it part time, so working my four days and doing my fifth day education and the twelve week blocks or whatever this the program is set up to be. So you don't need to take a day of annual leave for that's that. That's right. That's, that's your day off, effectively. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And people say, well, then you're still on the five days, but. It isn't a different type of a fifth day and it's for myself really and it's for my own development and growth and um, so far it's been you know really really good positive mind opening and I would say that for the most part because this is something that I've wanted to do myself that you know people appreciate it so if it's something you want to do people do appreciate it, it doesn't feel like a fifth day in that sense. I know a lot of people would have been uh, traveling on their fifth day and maybe talk about the pandemic again but Certainly people love to travel. People are much happier. Survey data shows uh, we had, you know, I suppose in terms of our first year of our trial, we had no unplanned attrition. Our survey data confirmed that people were happier and more productive in their working day. We had excellent attendance records. So very, very beneficial to not only the people that were working, but to the organization to that effect. Very good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about some of the measurements. You touched on a few there. I think you're, you're two years in now, a little over two years. Mm-hmm. into the trial if you still want to call it that give us some more of those measurements like productivity is probably the one that's i think a lot of people are talking about over the last 18 months aren't they now these yeah. are companies that are not now in a four-day working week but it's maybe they're working from home i wonder did that kind of skew things the fact that the team would have been working from home during the last 18 months as well yeah i would certainly say look i suppose we continued throughout the last 18 months 
but we continued the four-day week nonetheless throughout, right? It, that wasn't affected in and of itself. Our organization managed to continue the business with the full fleet in tow. We we're very fortunate in that regards. Not everybody was as fortunate as we know. I would have to say that certainly there, you know, the 40 week operates on efficiency, productivity, and world-class service. And I would say that at times, you know, these behaviors and outputs took a backseat for some, and rightly so. We know that the pandemic had such an impact on so many levels, and rightly so. For a number of months there, we were just in the mode of survival, and it felt like, you know, the state of emergency. And as a result, you know, some of these measurements and behaviors took a backseat. But we're past that now. We're past the state of emergency. We're well into, as, as, as we all are, into learning to operate within the current context, within the pandemic or post-pandemic, if we can go there yet. You know, I suppose we what we have done in our organization is we have continued. The first six months was our trial. And at the end of the first six months, we administered the survey data and the certain performance indicators that I, some of which I've already mentioned. And then we made the decision we're going to continue. So we are not in the trial any longer. We're certainly, this is here to stay, to a few years and change on. We've continued to operate the same measurements at six month intervals. So we have this stream of data, if you like, in terms of yeah, yeah, very good. and efficiency. And those are those are one some of the most important. Some of the other things that you'd have to measure, I suppose, in terms of our service level, we aim for world-class service and that's a very high standard to get to, but that's what we want it to be. And so we look at the thank yous that we receive, or we look at the complaints that we get, and we keep a measurement of these so that we can learn from them. Because then every risk or every element of that could be considered negative, there is an opportunity. And so we do, you know, continue to look for opportunities for improvement on these different KPIs that we look at. And then I suppose, you know, one of the main things, I suppose, in terms of like the popular topics right now, we say hybrid working. I know that it's a very popular topic and there isn't a lot of guidance out there in terms there's a lot of talk about it there's a lot of literature being published but there isn't necessarily a lot of actual guidance because it's new and people are sort of i suppose the people they the people you know that we look to for guidance are too are a little afraid to say because it's new a new thing i certainly think that hybrid working depends on your organization so it does work i mean certainly we've seen sort of in the western world people have been working hybrid or working from home or working remotely you know, I know I have family members in the United States that work in other other states from where their businesses are, you know, and they work remotely and they do this. So it's possible. It's absolutely possible. But I think it depends on your organization, your culture, what type of work you do. Obviously, it doesn't, you know, this sort of idea of working remotely won't work for everyone necessarily. You know, people that work with products or in shops or these sort of things, all sorts of different disciplines. But what we found the most throughout this period of time is that for the majority, People actually wanted to come back to the office. They requested so. They preferred to be working in the office. And those that would request or that are looking for a remote working opportunity or a hybrid as such, you know, whatever that means in your organization, are very few and far between, actually. People enjoy the office working and in our environment because we're very much working in the office type of environment. We found that we were more productive, more efficient and more successful in our jobs. Hey everyone, a really quick note to tell you about our online learning hub, the WorkWell Institute. If you're enjoying the episode today and are interested in learning more about well-being and work, then check out the courses we have on offer at workwellinstitute.org. You'll find programs for you and your colleagues on managing stress, how to boost energy, well-being champion training, 
and our flagship program for well-being leaders called Developing a Workplace Wellness Program That Lasts. There's a free preview available for all of the courses at workwellinstitute.org. Now, back to our conversation. Okay, so certainly the, the four-day week is here to stay, and you're currently just exploring. Like most employees are looking to maybe come back into the office, but that, that hybrid model, is that option is there as well. So it probably makes a hybrid four-day working week. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Your, yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever, whatever you want. We got it. You can right. have it. <laughs> whatever you want well, to I mean, flexibility. That's that's what I'm hearing yeah. and seeing is the real absolutely uh, winner here and what organizations yeah. are providing. That, that's what most what employees and people are looking for, isn't it? It's that flexibility. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Flexible working. I mean, it means so many things these days. And, it, and it's been around. I mean, it's not new. It's just that it, it's becoming more of a, a coined term and that it's almost, it's a, it's a necessity almost that when you're looking at an organization, what type of flexibility do they offer? And again, it does depend on the type, you know, the type of company and what they do and all that sort of thing. But the 40 week, I suppose for, for us at Ice Group in our organization, the idea is it's counterintuitive in that we're, we're, we're sending people home for longer periods of time rather than keeping them at work. Some more traditional initiatives would have been, I suppose, the in the in-house gyms, for example, or having lunchtime classes and having these very healthy, sometimes even you can go to the canteen, you can make your healthy dinner yourself, um, depending on what's available to you. And these things are great, but they don't transfer as well to our type of Irish-owned SME, which is a very large part of the working you know, workforce in Ireland. And so the idea is to be at work, be in work and at work for the working day. And then you, you get through your four days and then you go home and you have your, your long weekend every weekend to do whatever you like. I've mentioned this quite a few times on the podcast, but I'm a big fan of Cal Newport's idea of deep work and, you know, periods of deep concentrated work followed by periods of rest recovery, recuperation, whatever that is for you, exercise, family time, downtime, quiet time. And that in and of itself over time leads to kind of greater productivity, greater idea generation, more innovation, that kind of idea. So it's, you know, a long way away from that old like old school idea of, you know, Monday to Friday or whatever, 100 hour weeks, this kind of idea. It's people being burned, burned out. And the creativity and innovation just totally suffering and dying. It's it's the rest, the recuperation period are equally as important as the period working. And it actually allows for, for greater productivity over time. Yeah, I agree. It sounds like, uh, did you say Cal? Carl, Carl? Cal Newport. Yeah, Cal Stanford Newport. University professor. It's a great book, Deep Work. Ah. Of oh, deep work. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty certain that um, the, orig- the original <laughs> the original directors, uh, Margaret Cox and Bill McDonald, have talked to this guy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty certain it sounds very much akin to our to our ethos in behind the 40 week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Those statistics you mentioned and the the pulse check every six months is that if there's people or organizations listening in, are they shared anywhere? Is there somewhere they can go to find out kind of more detail on on how you're progressing? Certainly, if they want to find out more detail on how, how we're progressing, I would say to launch an inquiry with us directly. There's a lot of hype out there right now about the 40 weeks. Certainly, it's made government press and all this yeah. uh, sort of thing. You know, at the moment, the post-pandemic or sort of in the, the state that we're in at the minute, we're dealing with a lot of things. The 40 week is a very positive constant throughout this. 
period of time. And certainly that I could argue that the 40 week it's in and of itself hasn't changed a whole lot. Perhaps the three day weekend has over the last <laughs> several of months, like, but it's going well here anyway. Fantastic. Yeah. And I know, cause I know that you mentioned, I think it's on the government agenda now it's on uh I think it's uh, the Department of Enterprise. It's something they're looking at. The four-day week is a bit of a, kind of a steering group and a campaign being kind of being set up just to investigate it further. Uh, yeah. So I think we, we will be hearing an awful lot more about it over over the coming months and years. So it's definitely an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah, certainly Margaret Cox, our director, would have spent a lot of time. You know, this movement is for Ireland. It's not just for our province. We took the bold move. Our organization took the bold move to put it in place. But Certainly, there is a, a number of websites really easy to get to, 4dayweek.ie. And if you just Google that, there's a lot of information at people's fingertips. You can learn about the pilot. You can sign the petition. You can get in touch with people that are in the, the steering groups, as, as you've mentioned. And there's a lot of information just there that people can just can just launch an inquiry and learn a little bit more about it. Very good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to share that link in the article that goes along with this, uh, with this episode. Um, you know, a lot of focus... I find anyway from organizations when they're talking about well-being initiatives is often on, you know, something that they can do or put on for employees, if you like. And what what I found or what a lot of organizations were were finding during during the pandemic was that the last thing people wanted was just something else to attend or to go to or to to be there for, to log in for. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I love initiatives. We need a mix of initiatives and interventions, but I love that the sort of four-day week is here we are just giving back time. And some organizations are taking the choice to give a day off here and there, some even giving a whole week off, this kind of idea. So a well-being initiative doesn't have to take time away from people. It can actually give give them some time back, which is what I love about this. Yeah. Have you been doing anything else on top of the four-day week? It's challenging 18 months for everybody. Any other well-being initiatives you were running in there to, to support colleagues? Yeah, I mean, I suppose some of the ones that have worked really well for us, and they're not, I suppose, and traditionally you think about a step challenge, or you think about, which we've done, or the online quizzes, or the sort of coffee and cake online meetings, <laughs> we did those as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where we, we find that hu- in our organization, humor is a very good way to initiate wellness, and we have just finished a competition in-house here where we have all submitted a baby picture. So there's no congregating necessary. And then we had a competition to try and guess who each baby was, which created great, I would say, laughter <laughs> and surprise and um, all of these sort of things. And people had real enjoyment out of it. There certainly was one. So something like that, where you just, you know, you run some sort of a challenge or a quiz. We also do newsletters. We invite people to write themselves into the newsletters, you know, something they've experienced, a joke they want to submit, a picture they'd like to share. And so it's just about that engagement piece where people have their say and they have a, a platform in which to do it, which in and of itself works as a wellness initiative for our organization. It can be quite quite comical hearing what people come out with as well. It's an opportunity for people to, to be themselves and to share still within work, but in a safe, a safe sort of context that isn't, you know, within their position as such. Very good. Yeah. So great fun and kind of relaxed. It's a nice way to build engagement, as you said. And I hope there was no competition now. People weren't too competitive about us. There wasn't a winner or anything like that. There, well, there, was, there was, yeah. We, yeah, oh, we, still, like, we still like competition. We like <laughs> win. Nice group. <laughs> so, yeah, there was. Um, and, uh, Maybe in yeah. a month. 
the winner and they got the most right. They had, the, I think it was. Oh, big. okay, okay, yeah, but well, it wasn't really his baby or anything like that, though. And no, no, yeah. oh, <laughs> I didn't win though, so that you know, I don't know what it was fixed. I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, very good. So you, you mentioned so that you know, ice. One of the main areas that ice focuses on is recruitment. Well, I'm hearing a lot about um, it's in the media quite a bit about the Great Resignation. But lots of people, I think, they've kind of been careers were on hold for a while there for for a considerable period of time, and now people are just ready to for a new challenge, a new ch- change things up. Maybe they're disappointed about how their employer reacted during during the pandemic. That kind of idea. So there's a, apparently there's there's a tsunami coming of career change. Are you seeing that? It's reasonably early. Are you, are you starting to see that? Oh, we're in it. We're oh, really? in that tsunami. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. We're in the middle of the right. storm at the minute. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, we've seen it. We, we've heard it. This has been this has been coming for a couple of months now, the great resignation. And this is an actual thing. And there are a couple of reasons that you've touched on. And the Harvard Business Review released an article just yesterday, actually. If you Google it, you can find it. Just the great resignation. It does give a nice rounded view of why this might be happening and sort of the data that they have been able to retrieve. But it is partly because they're, you know, the, the state of, I suppose, the, the state of emergency that we have been in for the last 18 months, it caused a lot of uncertainty for people. So people did not leave their jobs or they were not working at all. And then when the business picked up again, they went back to work. It's sort of a pent up number of people that would have naturally moved on or, you know, the attrition, as, as we would call attrition, a planned attrition. And so it's a year, it's more than a year's worth of planned, you know, pent up sort of resignations that sort of would have naturally happened on their own. And then coupled with, it, you know, many people would have reached their own sort of breaking point after months and months and months of, uh, you know, not working or layoffs or freezes, working partially and lots and lots of pressures, which we're all familiar with. And that just caused people to rethink their work and their life goals. I would certainly say that certainly, you know, you said something about the, uh, the, the maybe that how it had been handled or, and certainly there, there is a little bit of, of that. I'm sure that has worked into it, but I think it was more from their own person's accountability kind of was made a lot clearer to them because there was so much of not a lot of other noise during the pandemic. And so it has caused them to go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. I'm really going to do this. I'm going to move on. Because what we've seen is people, they're, they're, it's a complete change of role. I mean, one of our most major clients, we did nutrition analysis the other day. And out of, for example, just to give an idea of the metric, out of 50 people that gave us the type of job that they were leaving to go to, only 11 of them were n- even near the same type of role. So the challenge there is sort of like, can we account for, can we mitigate against all of these people that are leaving for completely different jobs? Probably not. You know, there's probably not a whole lot we could do except hold on tight and, and hope for the best, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, certainly there's a lot of, uh, of attention around it and will continue, I think, for another number of months yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it how it pans out over time. Out of interest, are you, I guess, maybe given the you know the the publicity around the four day week at ICE, have you noticed an increase in people applying for positions at ICE to, to work at ICE? At IceJobs.ie, yes, <laughs> nice plug, yeah. <laughs> Certainly, certainly in interviews for internal roles, people have often heard of it. They do know about it. Yeah, they do. It does have some abroad, if you like, in terms of people coming and looking for the role. I think it's at the same time, though, it's still so new. It's new as a new concept that people aren't actually, they just don't know what it is. They don't know what that means for them. And so 
you know, or they're just, if they're just kind of not, they haven't quite grasped it yet because they don't know a lot about it. So I still think there's a lot in a couple of years. I think it'll be a much different conversation rather than having heard it before the week in the interview, you know, but and hopefully so anyways, that's, that's the plan as I understand yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess when people understand it a bit more and I'm hoping you don't get the odd chance of coming up. I, I, only, I only want to work four days, so I'll just... I'll yeah. apply for these guys. Exactly. This yeah. kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think so we don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. So, so listen, so you're industrious, as you said, at the moment. You're you're, you're busy. You've got the four days. You're busy four days in work. You've got your day in, in UL now, which sounds great to be back on campus there. Three children, if I'm not mistaken, seven mm-hmm. and under. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your own well-being, or you know, where do you find the time, or, or what do you do to support your own well-being? Well, that's a that's a great question. I'll be completely honest because I know that's what people want to hear. It's very very hard. It's very hard. It's very challenging work. Every day you need to stop and take a deep breath and just take in your surroundings. And you know, I think the self-awareness is a lot of work. You've done a lot of work yourself. I know you offer a lot of training. When you feel it in your stomach and it starts rising, the the, the kind of angst, anxiety, or the you know, if you're if it's becoming overwhelming, you need to you need to catch that, take a deep breath, take a step back. And first, for me at the moment, that's what it is. It's just very small moments of stopping and the mindfulness activity. You know, self-care. What is that? I mean, to me. Like I know, I know there's a lot of I know a lot of people they really resonate with that and, that, and that's that's great and that's good for them. But for me, it's too much of a thing. Self care is too big. It's too. It sounds too daunting. There's a lot of work in it, and I think there's a lot of it can be what you call it. You know, as long as you're managing yourself, you can be accountable to yourself, and you're managing, and you know, you're finding that the areas of your life are you know meeting up. Then I think you're doing well. You know, and that's you know, and sometimes that's the most you can hope for. But what I like to do in terms of wellness is on a Sunday afternoon, we like to hit the woods. We love going out hiking. We lovely. It's not it's been, been the case. We love doing that. And there's lots of areas on our doorstep, which is lovely. So not too far away. Or if we wanted to get dressed up, we want to go out for a bite to each, which is lovely, which we weren't able to do, obviously. for yeah. And we don't do that very often, but it's still nice to get you away from the house. You know, somebody serves you dinner. I mean, it's very simple, but it's really, it's really much well-being for me. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's and it's something we took for granted, didn't we, for for so long? And it, it yeah. is like it's, it's just that kind of it feels a little bit extra special now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. To get yeah, out there, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. But um, that's it. I mean, look, at there are days where I I don't do it that well, and I struggle, and I feel overwhelmed. But I found that undertaking the education which some people would probably think i don't understand why you're doing this now because it's just so so busy but it's been very rewarding already even in the first couple of weeks you know because it's for myself so i think that's the message to find something for yourself that you know helps you know give you a different perspective a different framework opens your mind whatever that activity is for me at the moment it's definitely the education one of the five ways to well-being that's often overlooked is keep learning so just by learning more getting yourself out there it's it's just something that improves your well-being and it's for for employees as well if they feel like they're stifled in their role that can kind of hinder their well-being as well so always get out there look asking your colleagues look do you feel like you're growing do you feel like you're learning in your role that kind of idea so it's one of those that's often overlooked but a really important one yeah, yeah, I would, I would recommend it certainly, and whatever form that takes, it doesn't have exactly, to be, exactly, you no, know, whatever format, whatever development, you know, you want to undertake. Exactly. Certainly. Yeah. 
Listen, Brianne, thanks so much for your time today. Really enjoyed that. Where can people go to find out more about you and about your work? So certainly, as I mentioned earlier, 40week.ie for people that want to learn more about that, just remind that on Facebook at IceJobs or IceJobs.ie. Fantastic. Listen, Brianne, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure. Hey, everyone. Brian here again. A big thank you for listening right to the end of this episode of the WorkWell podcast. This podcast has been brought to you with thanks to our partners, AJ Products, who are leading the way in ergonomic and active workplace furniture solutions at ajproducts.ie. Original music that you're hearing right now was composed by my friend, Greg Clifford. You can check out the website, workwellpodcast.com, where you can access show notes for each episode and also find all our previous episodes. I would love if you could head over to iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. A reminder, you can head to workwellinstitute.org to check out the education programs that we have on offer. You're welcome to share this episode with your friends and colleagues so they too can discover and benefit from the content. And finally, if you have any suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear in the show, you can email me directly at brian at workwellpodcast.com. Remember to work well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode.